Tropicals Playboy, a football podcast. With your hosts, Ashley and Mike, please sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Undroppables Playbook. I'm your host, Ashley. This is my co-host, Michael Duncan. How are you? I'm just dandy. I'm not nearly (laughs) as sad as I might seem. That's good. At least least I'm as sad as I probably seem. It's been a rough day, but I'm glad to be doing this. It's something to take my mind off of today. Um, Yeah, we're going to get into some of what we saw this week in the first week of NFL playoffs. We have some key injuries that end players coming back from injury. um, And we're going to talk a little bit about matchups going forward, who we like, who we think might win it all. Uh, So stay tuned the entire episode and... We could jump right to it. I do have a couple of the injuries that happened. Um, well, we'll go down the injury report kind of for what we're expecting for this week. One of the big injuries that happened in week the first week of NFL playoffs is Arizona Cardinals safety Buda Baker was hit really bad and knocked unconscious. Well, he they said he didn't lose consciousness. It was very similar to Donald Parham Jr.'s injury. A, in from the Chargers uh, like mid-season so he like froze like tensed off all his muscles so it looks like the signs of someone being knocked unconscious he it is said he's expected to make a full recovery he is fine um there was some drama surrounding that about Cam Akers Cam Cam Akers the guy returning from an Achilles injury is the one who made the hit he did lower his head and shoulders to uh try and get through him but next, um, Cincinnati Bengals defensive end Trey Hendrickson uh, was in concussion protocol. He was limited today. Um, they have a couple other defensive ends. Um, not, no one too severe of injury on their offense. Los Angeles Rams said that Andrew Whitworth had his ankle rolled up on Monday's playoff game. He's considered day-to-day. Uh, San Francisco Niners, San Francisco 49ers quarterback Jimmy G has a shoulder and thumb injury. Um, he said that shoulder injury for a little bit. Now he has like torn ligaments in his hand, I think is what it officially is. Something like that. I think they're still expecting him to be the starter right now. He said they'll fig- they say they'll figure it out throughout the week, but he's feeling good trending upwards. So that that I think that's probably the biggest one of these injuries to keep an eye on. Would you agree? Yeah, probably. I mean, of the teams that are remaining, most likely. Yeah. For the most part, these, I mean, there's no new injuries for the team. Not, not not many big new injuries for the teams that are remaining. Yes. Well, the 49ers also did have a couple of other pretty, pretty crazy injuries. Not crazy injuries, but injuries on some of their star key players that are involved on both offense and defense. Um Fred Warner was limited in practice yesterday with an ankle injury that happened in the game. Nick Bosa is still in concussion protocol. That's another huge loss for them if he's not there this week. Um, Raheem Mostert was uh, removed from the COVID list, and Elijah Mitchell was limited um, during the team's walkthrough practice. Um, I'm not sure. It's, it says knee injury. I'm not quite sure what that's all about. There was no, really no news about that, so I'm thinking it might just be letting him rest. But yeah, I think I think we can go on to some of the big comebacks. Derrick Henry is 
practicing. He practiced in pads yesterday. He passed contact practice, I believe, this morning. So yep. he would be fully cleared to play. I think it's going to come down to if they decide it's worth the risk. Like if they think they have a chance at winning, maybe they don't play him. I don't know. It's that it's one and done. So I don't really understand the logic here and not playing him if he's clear. No, to I'd go. be shy if if he's healthy and ready to go and there's no you know, there's no more potential for a long-term injury to come, like yeah. a no higher percentage chance of a long-term injury, he's going to play because it's the playoffs. That's, I mean, that's why you play. So, yeah. And then the other one was the Packers elevated Randall Cobb today. That, right? Or el took him off injury reserve. He had core muscle surgery a couple months ago. And from what I saw, he was like, not, I don't know if it was fully cleared. I don't remember the wording. I forgot to pull it up, but he, Something good happened with him today. He was, I think he was moved up and is is ready to play this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. So that um, yeah, that plays it. There was a couple of roster moves, but those are just to be expected. A couple of guys to add depth to places where some of these teams do have their injuries right now. Um, yeah, but other than that, nothing, nothing too crazy that like is any key star players that you think would absolutely destroy your team's chances if you lose. I think the 49ers are kind of the biggest one with injury concerns right now. Yeah, and nothing is too surprising with them. Yep. Like it's all kind of yep. more or less what you were expecting. Yeah, um, and guys that might be able to play might, you know, like might be on a snap count. You know, Nick Bosa might be able to get out of concussion protocol in time, even though is it a short week for them? No, it's not them. It's the Rams who have a short week. But yeah. Crazy, uh, crazy first week though of NFL playoff football. Why don't you start us off talking about some of what we saw this weekend? Yeah, I mean, well, kind of. I'll, I'll use the injuries to kind of transition into our next topic. But um, mm -hmm. two big things that came out of this weekend, I think, were from two NFC East teams: the Cowboys and the Eagles. Uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, running back for the Cowboys, did come out and say that he's been playing on a torn PCL. Uh, I, I don't know for how long exactly it seems like it was, you know, a decent chunk of the season, um, which, you know, maybe that can kind of explain away some of the lack of bursts. So, you know, he just kind of looked off aged is what I was yeah. going to say. Off is probably a nicer way of putting it um, <laughs> in the latter half of the season. So, you know, I think that's a big deal. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they approach that in the offseason. Um, and then also quarterback for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts. I mean, after they lost the game, he was walking around. He was seen walking around in a walking boot, um, which I want to say is the first time we've seen that. Um, but basically, he said, you know, the foot injury that he had early in the season, it never really 100% got right. Um, he doesn't know if he's going to need surgery, although I believe that I read that it was unlikely, but, you know, not guaranteed for sure. Um, but, you know, those are two things that we're going to have to see kind of you know, how they handle them in the offseason. Uh, is there something a little bit more that we should have been worried about? And, you know, also, how does that affect the way that we look at the end of their uh, 2021 season? Um, but I think that kind of brings us into what we want to talk about why next, which was. Hold hmm? on. Let's let's backtrack for one second, because why don't we why don't we talk about news? Because there was some news about Jalen Hurts today. Oh, Jalen, yeah. they did announce that. Well, it's not really news news, but news. The, your GM says that as of right now, that Jalen Hurts is still considered the starter going into next year, that this team was a playoff team, that Jalen Hurts put this team on his back, made some like serious improvements for being a first year starter, which is really what he is. He was a rookie. Like, as much as he got 
practice time on on an NFL team last year, he was playing as a rookie. So he did really good leading a team to the playoffs. So your GM did say that today, correct? Yeah, my GM says a lot of things. Um, (laughs) I mean, last year, Carson Wentz was like a finger on your hand. You can't imagine your hand without it. I guess we can. (laughs) Like, I don't. Yeah, it's a very different situation. Um, You know, Carson Wentz asked to be traded. He wanted out. It's different. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Um, but like, I, 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 this change is really nothing of what I thought. He's basically saying that if we go into next year with the same quarterbacks on the roster, guess what? Jalen hurts is the starter shocker. If they get a call and say, Hey, give us a first round pick and we will give you Russell Wilson. Guess Mm -hmm. who's going to be the starter next year? Not Jalen hurts. It doesn't mean anything like it doesn't mean anything. I know it's it, not breaking news, but no. you were talking about Jalen Hurts, so I wanted to bring it up. And I know and, I'm just know. I'm annoyed because of Eagles Twitter, because yeah. you have half the people that sound as if they're Jalen Hurt doubters or like you know Team Gardner Minshew that are like, oh, it doesn't mean anything. It's like it doesn't, but like yeah. it's the only reason we're saying that is because the other half of the people are like, see, they have no doubts. Like, no, they have no options. Like, yeah, it's yeah, okay. Giants start Gardner Twitter. Minshew over Jalen Hurts. <laughs> The fact Shocker. that there still is a Giants Twitter is surprising to me after this last season. Everybody wanted to kill each other. I, I tend to stay away from team-based Twitter arguments because like, you could talk players, you could talk a little bit about the team, but the second you say anything about one specific team, if you follow even a couple of people from there that like that tweet, it's it's going to cause controversy. So, yeah. But yeah, you know, I love Jalen Hurts. I do. You and I have talked a couple times um, off-screen and I believe on-screen once or twice about how Jalen Hurts is kind of one of the, the perfect fits for Philly and how he is really just a stand-up dude. I believe we did talk about this one of our first weeks because I said I hate to say it, but like he almost makes me like the Eagles a little bit because I just love Jalen Hurts as a player and as a person. So that kind that makes you like the Eagles a little bit more. Yeah, he's a, I mean he's an extremely likable person. He's yep. an extremely likable player. He's easy to root for. Um but uh how about we fine. We can use the Eagles to segue. Then uh, this okay. is my third and final time trying to segue. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about the team before we get into the, you know, who's left in the playoffs. We're going to talk a little bit about the teams that are no longer in the playoffs. Um, and I guess we can start with the Philadelphia Eagles. We, we, we kind of just want to touch on, you know, like what's their future look like? Um, you know, things to be concerned about things to be happy about um, based on not only their playoff performance, but also just their 21 uh, season as a whole. Now that it's finally over. Um but yeah, I mean, if you're starting with the Eagles, I think as a whole, you're probably pretty happy if you work for the Eagles right now because you have you're the only first uh, first year head coach to make the playoffs this season. Um, you didn't really know what you had in Jalen Hurts, but you know he he made strides as the season progressed, and that's important. He wasn't perfect, but he was good. Um, you were able to kind of really get to see what Dallas Goddard can bring you going forward as a quote unquote franchise tight end. I don't know if that's a thing, but that's what Zach Ertz was. So I guess that's what Dallas Goddard is now. And I think Devonte Smith in a lot of ways showed you that he is a true number one wide receiver. Uh, speaking of things, my general manager says that is something that he said today in the press conference. He also said that he views Jalen Rager in that number three role. Great. Um, you can't to keep them forever. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's also, there's plenty to be concerned about. And I think the important thing moving forward, 
Um, and it, it was kind of nice to hear Howie Roseman, our GM, say this was, you know, they're not viewing this as holy crap, all of a sudden we're win now. They're viewing it as we're a talented team that has a lot to get better at, but we were able to make the playoffs and they're viewing it as a, a way to grow. And I think that's the way to think about it because you don't want to go all of a sudden and just trade for a bunch of old players and hope that you can compete for a Super Bowl because you can't just because you made the playoffs. You want to keep growing from the bottom up and continue to build a core of players, a core of young players that is going to be able to compete for a while. You want to see Jalen Hurts next year in another year in a new system with another year of Devonta Smith in that system and hopefully some young talent or maybe a free agent wide receiver or something, just some more talent around him and kind of see what happens. Um, the defense, it's just going to need to get better in terms of personnel. Jonathan Gannon got embarrassed this, you know, after I finally complimented him on the pod, he got embarrassed a little bit against Tom Brady. Um, you know, it's not the first time it's going to happen. It's not the last, uh, but you know, He's gotten a couple head coaching interviews, which is a little bit odd as a whole. But um, if he's gone, he's gone. Fine. If he's back, fine. Um, but the personnel needs to get better on that side of the ball. And I think it will because, again, like you, you don't have a lot of you just don't have a lot of talent on that ball on that side of the ball to begin with. It's very it's going to be very hard for it to go down significantly. You're hoping that young players can take step forwards so that you can bring in more draft picks and maybe sign a free agent or two to fill a hole. Um, and I think the Eagles, I, I mean, as a whole, you have three first round picks. I think personally th there's a lot to be excited about moving forward into the future. Um, and the playoffs were kind of just an icing on the cake where you had very low expectations. Um, and you can't really, I mean, yeah, you don't like to get blown out and embarrassed and that sucks. Um, but I, I'm trying not to let that sour what the season as a whole was supposed to be. Yeah, and I think the season as a whole did exceed expectations. I mean, most people didn't have Philly even going to the playoffs except for Philly fans and a couple of people here and there who really believed in Jalen Hurts. But I think this season as a whole for the Eagles was super successful, exceeded their own expectations. Um, I like what you said. I actually was listening to a Giants podcast that I love, which is um, Talking Giants with Bobby Skinner and Justin Pennick, And they were talking the same thing about the Giants, about how you can't build a core by just trading for good players who are older. Like every team that has tried that maybe has won one Super Bowl and then incredibly failed for the next decade as an organization. So I, I think that the Eagles are in really good position to keep this team young, keep this team together. Um, and it seems like the guys you guys already have love playing together, that they do love what's going on in the building right now. So I think that is a makes a good case for getting maybe one star player who's a little bit older in free agency or a couple of, you know, mid-tier guys in free agency. And like you said, those three first-round draft picks set them up in a prime position. And I completely agree with you that I absolutely love Devontae Smith's performance. Um, he really is, you know, everyone was like, tiny guy, you know, I, I don't see why he's drafted so high, whatever. He had a bad injury at the end of college. And just watching him get separation from corners and safeties is one of my favorite things ever. I do love Devontae Smith, and I think he as a whole lived up to the hype if not exceeded the hate that all the doubters like the were expecting from him it would have been better if we you know passed him the ball before the second half but yeah i i, I, I texted you I, I texted you and i said the eagles or i said it in our discord channel which you can get into if you join the undroppables patreon but i said it there that i was like it, them passing the ball 
actually worked. Like it, the, it, the field opened up. It created created powerful big plays and put points on the board. And at least extended the field to put field goals on the board, if anything. Like, and they didn't use them before, until the second half. No, it's that yeah. I think is the most frustrating part of the game. I understand the blowout, but I think that for me was probably the most frustrating part of watching that game. Well, yeah, it's just the fact that, you know, you put zero points on the board in the first half and you did it without using your best weapon. It's like if yeah. you're going to do it using your best weapon, fine. Yeah. You, like sometimes you just lose. But, yeah. you know, when you're not using what you're given, I mean, I don't know what you're going to expect to get out of that. Um, yeah. But uh, I think moving on to uh, the other NFC East team, mm -hmm. um, the Cowboys, Um and I, I move, I, I move, yeah, I make this move mainly because, like, I, I think of these two teams in completely different, completely different ways. Because while I think that Eagles fans obviously should, you know, we're upset that, you know, we lost, whatever, um, I think the Cowboys should be extremely disappointed. I, I mean, mm -hmm. I think they should be very worried about what their future holds. Um, and I think there's very little, you know, I'm not a big fan of moral victories a lot of the time, but I don't. I don't know what Dallas could possibly view as a moral victory. I mean, their head, their uh, their offensive coordinator and their defensive coordinator are getting some of the most interest around the entire league for these head coaching uh, openings. Um, I would expect that you lose at least Kellen Moore, if not Dan Quinn as well. Um, and if Kellen Moore leaves, who's who's to say that Mike McCarthy doesn't just take over play calling, which I can't think of a worse. No, no. Dak has been fine. I don't think that he's the guy that a lot of people maybe thought he was before he got injured last year. Maybe it's health. Maybe it's the I like offense. I don't know. Um, you've got about a billion dollars invested in a running back that was playing on a torn PCL. You know, the jury's out whether or not, you know, how bad or how good he looked prior to that. Uh, and, you know, how many years he has left in the tank with this kind of usage. But, I, you know, I just I don't really see a lot to be overly excited for outside of, you know, Michael Parsons, CeeDee Lamb, a couple guys here or there. But they're not building to win, you know, five years down the road. They view this as their time to win because you've got the, the quote unquote franchise quarterback. You've got an elite receiving core, um, you know, obviously losing Michael Gallup hurts. Um and you just had an all-time season from Trayvon Diggs, even though he continues to give give up a ton of yards. Um, but most in the NFL, yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I think don't... they should be more worried about their future than the refs. Like well, that's yeah. that's their biggest takeaway from the game was that the ref was too far from the play. Like you you have to you have to drop that and just like. They, I think the Cowboys really need to look in the mirror and do an insane self-reflection on what they are expecting out of this team, the best route going forward, and and who they want to have in, in, in the coaching and, and front office. I mean, front office has been good, but that coaching is, I don't know, like it, sure, it, they won games this season, but again, with a superstar, like, quote-unquote superstar cast like you should be winning a little bit more and you should be making it out of the first round of the playoffs and I understand that the 49ers are a great opponent like they they are a killer team this year but there you need to do some sort of evaluation here and figure out if Mike McCarthy should be the one leading this team anymore if you should 
try and shake up coaching staff. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the best path, best path going forward for them because this looked like the best path going forward for them. And it's really just not working out. And for in case you didn't know, the game ended the last second with Dak running a, what, 12, four, 12 to 15 yard QB draw right up the middle with 14 seconds left on the clock. Everybody, I, I sent that tweet in our um, Undroppables chat about, I can't remember who it was. You could pull it up. It's in water cooler. But um, somebody said, you know, I've worked with a lot of head coaches, some of the most acclaimed head coaches, like Bill Belichick and everything. And they say that the time needed is about 18 seconds to reasonably make a play, like to run a play, get to the ball and spike it. Um, they would go no more than 18, no less than 18 seconds. And Dallas did it with 14 on the clock and a run, like a running play right up the middle. He didn't even try and get out to the side. So thank you, Dan. It was Chris Sims. That was, that was the one. I did also look it up and I was going to oh, say, okay. but fine, Dan, take all the glory. It's fine. And it was 18 seconds, right? I believe I yeah. got that right. Uh, 17 or 18 seconds. Named? And that? he named which coaches in that? Uh, it was Josh McDaniels, John Gruden, Bill Belichick. Seventeen or eighteen seconds was the line of demarcation. Go. Yep. Um, and yeah, and also like, again, I the Eagles fan will come out in me a little bit, and then I will bring it back. But shut up about the refs. Like, come mm-hmm. on, man. It, it's not the refs' fault that Dak doesn't know where the ball is supposed to go. That that's on him. Like, I'm sorry. And you can complain all you want. Uh, you know, sh- should that really be the quarterback's job to know this or that? It's like, if you're running that play, then yeah, it should yeah. be. Um, and the play was kind of successful. Like, it did exactly what they were supposed to do. And maybe if they got it to the ref, maybe you get the spike off in time. But regardless, like, you can't. But also, like, don't fix ball. it yourself. You play, you, you're playing in the well, National Football I mean. League. He gave, yeah, it, to, he gave like... it to a center to, to set it. And you're playing in the night if you don't know that then you probably shouldn't be here like if you don't know that by now even if it was your first season you've played an entire season at that point to be fair donovan McNabb didn't even know there were ties in the nfl and that was in like his third year Um, but i don't blame players for not knowing weird rules about the nfl or weird things that they never have to think about but like it's not anyone else's fault that they don't know it it's their fault and that's the thing like you need to take responsibility where it's like yeah that's that's my bad it is what it is it's like there's nothing you can do about it and uh saying that the fans were correct for throwing trash at the refs man i don't know how philly fans did it i don't know how they did it but they somehow impersonated dak prescott and they went on a stand and gave an interview after the game and said that the fans were in the they did it they infiltrated an entire dallas home playoff game they threw trash at people and they made their quarterback the dallas quarterback said to say that they were right philly fans are the worst and i hate them um yeah. for those of you that don't yeah, that, that will sarcasm. have a bad taste in my mouth that was that, sarcasm. That, yeah no that, that will and the worst thing about it is the fact that if that happened in philly it would oh. still be the number one trending subject on twitter right now it would still for be the like two first years. headline if it happened in any of the 31 other stadiums, it's exactly what happened. It's talked about for like 10 minutes and then it goes away until Dak says something really stupid, gets like a minor al- amount of backlash and then it's done. Yeah. Like, and, and I, like they were crazy. aiming for players like trash. Like one of the video that I saw of it was a player having to use his helmet to like 
like misdirect a water bottle from his head. Like, like you weren't even throwing it at refs, which is still not good. Like, not acceptable at all. But seriously, like at your players, like, like I, I Dallas fans. No, it's all, need to it's do all, better. it's all garbage. Um, I hate the media. You want to move on a little bit? Yeah, <laughs> Dallas, yeah, Dallas move making on. me angry. Uh, if that, you're that fan, game, you should, though, kinda, you should be sad. Game. So sorry, Justin. And and you're a little really bit worried. I do. Wait, last question about it. Do you hmm. think they could? We have a question here that says they can't. But do you think they can win with Mike McCarthy leading the charge? I'm gonna go with no because I just don't think they can win. <laughs> I mean, that's a garbage way to put it. But like, I don't know. They haven't shown that they can. Like. Yeah. I'm a very big believer in when something has gone on that long, I'm not going to trust it until I see it and I haven't seen it. And it's yeah. been since literally before I was born, since they've been to an NFC championship game. I'm yeah. fairly sure. Um, it's at least been since before I was born, since they were in a Super Bowl. So, yeah. I also think that over the players otherwise. being mad about um, the sun being in their eyes, like the Dallas players were like a little bit mad about the sun being, in, but like, like, come on, you guys, yeah, like, I know the players didn't, but like Jerry, you, you, you built that I hate Jerry. Jerry. and somebody said they're not used there. Maybe the reason that happens is because, you know, the sun shifts where it is, uh, you know, month to month. And maybe they're just not used to playing there in January. That's how, oh, that's fair. That's also just, you know, <laughs> how, the, how the world works. But uh, yeah, um, yeah but no, not I don't, I don't think Mike January. McCarthy is a good coach. I, I don't, yeah. I don't think he's a good coach. I didn't like the hire when it happened. Like I, I, Dan just pointed out, I was about to say it again. He's faster than me in the comments. You know, you, you were with a rod Aaron Rodgers in green Bay for how many years with how many great teams and you won mm -hmm. one Super Bowl? Like, Come on, I like I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't think he's a good coach. I didn't like the hiring then. I don't like it now. No, I don't think they can win with uh, Dan or Mike McCarthy. Um, uh, but moving on to the last team, the NFC that lost this weekend, the Arizona Cardinals, a team that you know early in the season they were they were on the fast track to being the one seed. Kyler Murray was a favorite for MVP. Um, Cliff Kingsbury a favorite for Coach of the Year. You had uh deandre hopkins and the resurgent of the resurgence of jj watt as a defensive force um and then it kind of just fell apart due to you know somewhat to injuries and then i think it was really just a matter of they caught fire at the wrong time in the season and they just yeah. never got it back um i think it was after their bye week that they like were kind of never the same yeah. right what was their bye week let me look it up. Something like that. But um, I, I think kind of th they land in a weird spot sort of in between Dallas and the Eagles where they're still a young team. I mean, this is year three of Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler McCurry. Kyler McCurry. What am I saying? Kyler Murray. Um, and, you know, you see a lot of flash from Kyler. And then you just see what they keep doing in the second half of the season. Um, you know, I wasn't sold on cliff the last two years. I thought the first half of this season, again, when they, they when they were rolling, I thought he was coach of the year. Yeah. Um, but Kyler sort of fell apart. He was awful in this playoff game. And I think, you know, Cardinals ownership and uh, Steve Kime, I believe is their GM have to really stand back and say, okay, like, do we want to one commit to Kyler? Because Kyler is about to enter the fourth year of his rookie deal. Obviously, they have the fifth-year option to still control that financial situation, but he's eligible now for an extension. And, you know, if you extend him, you're calling him your franchise quarterback, and you're going to give him a lot of money because he's performed like it when he's healthy. Um, but there's been no playoff success. 
Um, even as you've started to put things around him, like DeAndre Hopkins, who obviously they were missing in the latter half of the season. Um, you started to get some more pieces on defense and, you know, AJ Green, uh, Christian Kirk, uh, getting a little older, uh, drafting Rondell Moore this year. There's a lot going on and they're very much in a, in kind of in a place where Dallas was a couple years ago, where they need to decide how they feel not only about their head coach, but also about their quarterback, both independently and together. Yeah, that the, the entire performance was really, really let down. Uh, their bye week was week 12. They went into the bye week nine and two. Um, they were undefeated through seven games this season, uh, the start of the season. And, you know, I, I really don't know that, I I don't even know what to say about their performance. Like, it was just so bad. Like, everything that had worked for them all season, they decided to not do. Everything that would work against the Rams, they were not doing. It was just a very heated game that, like, they're, you ne- they never stood a chance. They could not stop anything that the Rams were doing. They couldn't do anything of their own. That play by Kyler Murray, where he didn't take the safety and instead threw up a pick six right in the end zone, horrible. Um, which, like, I get it. Like, I I guess I understand where you're coming from, and it was like, whatever, that wasn't the one thing that, that ended their season. But, yeah, I think they kind of just need to – Again, I mean, with all of these teams, like, look forward. Like, I mean, I, they have so many talented people on that roster, and for them to lose in the first round, and I know it was against another team with so many superstar players, but you should have should have at least stood a chance against the Rams, and you played them in the season twice. Like, you should have had a chance to win that game and kept yourselves in it at least. Like, it was almost a really embarrassing loss. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm not even sure that I'm that worried or concerned about the the playoff game in particular. For me, it just it's it's the entire second half of the season. The team that they were in that second half of the season versus the t- team that they were earlier in the season are just two complete opposite ends of the spectrum. The the wins that they pulled out in the second half of the season never felt convincing in the way that they were in, you know, um September and October and then you know some of the losses were just miserable I mean you couldn't win it they couldn't buy a win at home is what it felt like for a long time um they lost to the Lions which is (laughs) an embarrassment um and there's just you know I I I think at the end of the day I think you probably see them remain patient because the Cardinals are not really the type of organization to do anything crazy or um you know they're not one to change on a whim i think they're very addicted to the status quo and i think when you have a young uh, you know hot shot head coach like cliff kingsbury and you spend the number one overall pick on a guy like um kyler murray sorry technical difficulties on ashley's side um you know i think you really I, I think it's smart to stay the status quo. I think you're you're just going to push forward. You're going to keep trying to surround uh, Kyler with more talent and hope that the playoff experience helps both of them. So, yeah, yeah, and I think that might be what it is. Like maybe this team just needs more experience. I I don't know that. I don't really have much to say about this one. What I said was kind of all that I got going on for that one. Well, moving on to another young quarterback, uh, Mac Jones and the Patriots got absolutely demolished by the Smoked. Bills. Um, it was beautiful to see. Um, 
and you know, I said I'm a I'm a closeted Bills fan. I'm now officially a Bills fan for the next few weeks. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Mac Jones wasn't particularly good. Um, the Patriots weren't good. Like you can't really blame Mac Jones. The Bills just had a better game plan, a better roster. They went out and they just won. Um, and they threw dildos on the field while doing it, um, as the Bills do. Typical Bills. I know. Um, yeah, they get famous and they're funny for it. But you know, know. we throw we we throw snowballs at Santa Claus one time, and that's what we get. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, the Patriots I think are the most boring of any of the teams in this conversation because mm-hmm. I think it's very straightforward. You know what the way you feel about them. You love what you saw to Mac Jones this season. Uh, he has room to improve, of course, because he's a rookie quarterback, but he was the most impressive of the rookie quarterbacks. Yep. You have Bill Belichick, head coach, and you're retaining the majority of your coaching staff. What is there really to be worried about? I mean, yep. you, you, you knew that the roster was, um, you knew that the roster was just kind of a mess after Tom Brady left. I mean, the, the, their wide receivers are pretty bad. Yeah, yep. uh, spent a lot of money on tight end, and one of them has been very good at scoring touchdowns, and the other one plays football. Mm-hmm. Um, and outside of that, the defense has been great. Uh, they weren't great this week, and I think you know that was very opposite to their recipe for success for the regular season. Like Mac can be anywhere from bad to fine, but if the defense is playing the way they were during the season, they're probably going to win. Um, um, I don't know. Do Dan, it. I'm not, I'm not, do it. I know this is not a radio show. Come on. Um, do it. There's no first time, long time. On. We'll give you like two minutes. Come no, on. we will not. Why? Because that audio quality is going to be garbage. And I'm the, unfortunately Send also him the, the producer. Yard link. What? Send him the stream yard link. Let him talk about it for two minutes. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, I'll talk while you do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think to me is just that this was an absolutely perfect game by the bills. Like they did everything that they were planning to do, everything they said they were going to do. Josh Allen was 21 for 25 for 308 and five touchdowns and no interceptions. Like that performance by Josh Allen is a performance you'll be talking about for a long time. I think for me, for the Patriots that are not the the team that we're supposed to be talking about that is not in the playoffs anymore is that they really do need to get like a superstar wide receiver. They need like a clear cut wide receiver one there. I do love Kendrick Bourne. I think he can grow into a very good role on that team, but I think they need a clear cut wide receiver. And you I think, think that it's they Nelson need Aguilar. Uh, no, he's a former first round pick. Babies. No. Uh, not like Aguilar. I he know won, he won a Super Bowl. I know he did, but he is not winning anything right now. I don't really. Um, I don't know what there is to complain about. First round pick. He's in like his seventh year in the league, plenty of experience, and he's won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Can't catch balls. What's he complaining about? Hey, he's caught at least 10 this season. So I don't. I know. I know. He wasn't horrible, wasn't really great. um, But. Yeah, I think another thing for me is kind of just boosting up that defense. I think adding a couple more personnel for the defense would be a a good spot to target for the Patriots. Um, I think Mac Jones is, like you said, anywhere from good, but I think he's a little bit more than fine. I do believe that, you know, he, he can grow. And I think that there is a huge future for the Patriots with Mac Jones. I think they kind of just need to adapt a little bit towards him a little bit more, kind of find find his strengths and let him grow. I think for him, that's the big thing is, is just allowing him space to grow and develop his talents because he's very clearly a talented guy and works very well for the Patriots. So I think that that would be 
probably my big thing is just, you know, time. I think this Patriots team just needs a little bit of time and a little bit of personnel decisions. But I think, like you said, this is the boring one out of all of them. Yeah. I mean, they're going to just keep being good. It's fine. It yeah. is what it is. Um, uh, do you want to go to the last blowout of the week before we get to the maybe the only close game or maybe the one of two close games? Yeah. Um, all right. So the Steelers. Um, again, kind of a boring one because yeah, very, very boring. There's a lot of questions to be answered, but nobody knows the answer to them. Uh, the Steelers barely made the playoffs. I really wish they hadn't. I've said it multiple times on this podcast. I'm still angry about it. I'm angry. I had to watch big Ben, um, yeah. play again. Uh, it went about exactly as I would have thought it would have. And big Ben is hopefully done playing football. Um, you know, he's 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 lived his time in the NFL. Yeah, it's yeah, safe to say his arm has been dead mm-hmm. for like a year and a half now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they have a lot of they have a they have a solid defense with some great young players. Obviously, you've got TJ Watt, who broke the all time sacks record this season. You got Minka Fitzpatrick and plenty of other great players on on the on a solid defense. You've got good young weapons in Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Najee Harris, Um your offensive line obviously needs some work, but there's some talent there to work with. And the real question moving forward is with Big Ben gone, are you really going to roll with Mason Rudolph? Because I hope you don't. So it becomes, do they make the splash play that the Steelers are very no, not known for making? Or do they draft a quarterback in the first round for the first time since Big Ben? I think. Yeah. I would assume. Yeah. I, I think they... I don't know. Like, do you think they would be the target of like a a big trade? Like, I don't think so. With the with the amount of young team, like that team is so young, and I think they're not in win now mode. I think they kind of just draft one. Is my my expectation? I mean, the way I look yeah, at though. them is like, so if I'm Aaron Rodgers and I'm looking at the places that I could possibly go outside of Green Bay, that you know would one want me. So you're you're not looking at a place that recently spent like top draft capital on a on a quarterback mm-hmm. like the Niners or Jacksonville or something um but also have the personnel to make the playoffs and compete yeah I think the Steelers are probably one of two of my top options it's them and the Broncos I mean yeah. the Steelers have Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool two very different but two very effective NFL wide receivers they have a fantastic run game in Najee Harris and if you can trade for Aaron Rodgers you are saying we're continuing to go all in, which I think their roster is built to do just by the pure fact that, look, they were the seventh seed, barely, but they were the seventh seed with the ghost of Ben Roethlisberger playing quarterback. Um, you know, and I I mean, it, I'm sure the Packers would be more than happy to ship him out of the NFC and put him in the AFC. Um, and I think that Aaron Rodgers, as far as, you know, wide receiving core goes and people he can throw to, you throw in Pat Fryermuth, a young tight end who showed a lot of promise this season. Like they feel like a really, really good option because they also have a really, really solid defense. To be honest, I forgot about that whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Like right now I was, I was more in my head. I could only think of, uh, Russell Wilson, but yeah, I, I, I do agree with you there. I think that that, I mean, that would probably work for the Steelers. I I think I don't know. I don't know what it would take to get like Aaron Rodgers. I, I for, honestly, he might be a free agent. I kind of forget. Is they, he, you know, you might be right. They did some weird Washington. things with his contract when they like yeah. traded for Randall Cobb. They like took away a year, guaranteed all his money, agreed to trade Randall Cobb. 
gave him a house at the beach. I don't, I made that last. I don't, I have no, <laughs> I don't know what ended up happening with their contract. It's all a blur. Um, but he, there's a pot. He might just be a free agent. Um, in which case, again, you know, he's going to be willing to choose. And I'm not really sure there's going to be many better options. Um, he has a potential out after this season. Then, yeah, that, um, that would be, but my he's guess. not a free pro- agent until 2024. Yeah, but it's probably like a player option where they preemptively agreed to, you know, Jesus terminate Christ the contract the after cap. the season. What was that? The dead cap hit $26 million. Sounds about right. Yeah, um, crazy. So yeah. he has a potential out, but he's not a, a free agent until 2024. Yeah, but I, he's, I don't know. I think that, I think they can get rid of him. Um, cause I believe that's what they agreed on basically. Um, yeah. Okay. So Dan agrees with me. It's a, in a, it, a lot of words to say they made it easier to move on this off season. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the Steelers last but not least, we have the Las Vegas Raiders, which I think is maybe one of the most interesting because mm-hmm. they don't really have a young quarterback. They don't have a head coach. They just fired their GM. Um, obviously John Gruden was fired mid season because of allegations and emails that came out. Um, Derek Carr has been there forever. And this was his first playoff, uh, start. He sort of had a playoff appearance in his, oh God, I don't remember what year it was, but he was kind of in the running for MVP until he tore his ACL. Yeah. They made the playoffs. He didn't get to play. God, who was the guy that started? He was like a Mariota. What? No, no, no. It wasn't Mariota. Um, it was, um, Steelers can't sign Minshew, Dan. Um, he is under contract with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, no, it wasn't Mariota. It was before him. Um, God, TJ Yate, Yates. Mm. I don't know. I'm really like digging into my memory right now, and it's not yeah, there. But it's a guy that I really liked. He was a Houston quarterback for a little bit. Um, now I'm just kind of talking. But Where's Tommy uh, when you need him? I know. Um, anyway. Uh, so you have Derek Carr, who obviously is under contract, but you kind of need to make a decision on what your future looks like. You've got some young players, but, um, yeah, so you, okay. Um, you've got some young players, but in all honesty, the draft has been very hit or miss lately, which is obviously why they got rid of Mike Mayock. You've got some really solid players come out of it and some just massive busts. Um, obviously Henry Ruggs is in jail and, and it's I'll usually their high draft capital that ends up yep. to be busts, which is even worse. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think they're in a very odd spot. It's probably going to be up to whomever they hire as GM and whomever they hire as head coach. If it's not Rich Gianti, I think is his name, who took over as head coach after John Gruden uh, was fired. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, they are in probably the worst. What was that? His last name starts with a B. Oh, maybe it's Bianchi. It's, no, it's like Biascia or something. All right. I can't remember how to pronounce it. It's like an, is it Italian? I don't know. It's like an Italian yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, Bis, Bis, Bisacchia. Oh, is that what you... Did you put that? Yeah. Uh, this is I didn't... Name. No, I didn't type that. Well, someone is logged into the Android <laughs> and is commenting. That's funny. Um Bisekia. Ah, oh, that's it. Bisekia. Yeah, Bisekia, thank you. Um, great. Awesome. I'm really glad that uh, we got to share that moment. Um, but yeah, the Raiders are kind of just a mess. I, I think it's very, you know, I think before the season, you probably, you probably had some type of hope if you were a Raiders fan for what the future of your franchise would be. You saw Derek Carr kind of starting to have maybe like a career year with John Gruden. Um, you saw 
Henry Ruggs was starting to kind of really take that next step and break out in year two. Darren Waller obviously was kind of picking up where he left off before he was injured for a while. Um, but now I just, I don't know what to think. I, I, I don't know if Derek Carr is the answer. I don't know who they're going to hire that can really make a massive difference, but, um, but to, Hunter to, Renfro, uh, Hunter Renfro is a beautiful man and I love him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like the Raiders are kind of stuck in this eternal life of, of being, middle of the pack like i i i don't know they're i think they're probably the weirdest out of the bunch because i feel like they're caught between a rock and a hard place on like a lot of decisions they're gonna have to make um and yeah i i that's another one like i don't know how you continue to go forward with Derek carr like i think Derek carr is great i think he has been not great i think he's average i think he has done kind of what they expected him to do a little bit. I think they expected more out of him, but you know, I, he hasn't been horrible, but I think it might just be time to move on from Derek Carr. And like you said, I think the big thing for them is that they really need to kind of fix that scouting department and the, and the front office to be able to have high draft picks that hit and not only low draft picks that hit, because if that's the way you're going to go, like those players that you're missing out on on the top are some of the best talent. Like, and, and yes, some of the great talent comes out of the lower rounds, but you know, if you're using that capital and not trading it away, then you, you really need to be hitting on these players. And I, I, I think that's kind of the biggest one for me is that. And I think there's a lot of key personnel to, to kind of figure out. I think that defense kind of needs to be reworked a bit. Um, they, they improved towards the latter half of the season, but, yeah, that they're kind of like an enigma right now. I, I don't know what I would do if I was in their shoes. Yeah, it's a it's not a position that I think a lot of teams really want to be in. Having a 30-year-old quarterback starting his first playoff game yep. uh, with a now-fired GM and a replacement head coach. Um, yeah, he is interviewing for the uh, head coaching job. He had I mean, of course. Today. Yeah, that always. I mean, he did like you know he did the best for the circumstances he was given. Yeah, and, and no, nothing against him. Yeah. I, I but I mean, there's also you know, before this year, he had interviewed for a head coaching job one time. Yep. In his entire career. Um, yep. So did Gruden Gruden called the plays correct? Yeah. Yeah. I'm fairly sure. So yeah, so he you know he wasn't really uh, the key guy calling plays and he, he stepped up I think he really did step up and I think no matter the outcome of you know him becoming head coach or not I do believe there are probably better candidates than him but I don't know I think if I could see why they might take a chance on him but again that's kind of the between a rock and a hard place thing but yeah I, I think no matter what happens if he becomes a head coach or not if he stays with the Raiders or moves on I think he he did a really good job with the hand he was dealt at the end of the season I agree. You need to stop dropping things. Yeah. Um. So now moving on to, I guess, the teams that are still actually competing for something this year. Mm -hmm. um, we have four games that we're going to touch on real quick. We're going to pick our winners. Um, I don't know if you kept track of your picks last week. I did not. Um, I kept track of my own. I went five for six. Uh, the only one I got wrong, of course, was the Philadelphia Eagles uh, because I can't pick you against you my the Patriots team. were going to win. No, I picked the Bills because I'm a Bills oh. fan. You picked the Patriots. I did pick the Patriots. Yeah, I think we both picked sure. the Niners, though, as, as an upset. Yeah, we did. I so. know I picked the Bengals. Honestly, I'm pretty sure you also went five of six if you picked the Patriots. That's probably what I did. I think so. I picked the Patriots. 
So go Bills. Um, but I uh, like the Bills. I have a future bet on the Bills that I placed before the season even started. I know. And that's why you were sad to pick the Patriots. I know. Um, but uh, let, let's start in the AFC. Uh, we have the four seed Bengals coming off a uh, questionable win uh, to some because of Whistlegate, whistle. apparently, um, which honestly I was so confused about. Um, like yeah, I was watching it and I heard the whistle and I, I didn't think it would be as big of a deal as it was. I was I don't think it really affected the play. I, know. I don't know. Um, but they're playing the number one seed Tennessee Titans coming off of their bye week and gaining Derrick Henry, maybe a slightly uh, healthier Julio Jones. Um, but Joe Burrow has been on fire and he was on fire to end the season. It carried right over into the playoffs. Jamar Chase had a great game. Uh, Teagans didn't do much. Um, it's questionable whether or not he really needed to uh, until the end of the game, really. Um, but uh, what are your thoughts on this Bengals Titans matchup? Yeah, I I think I'm probably going to go with the Bengals. I don't know. The the Titans have been decent. I think that they, you know, I think they said I saw a stop, I believe this today that said that the Steelers are uh the Steelers. The Titans are undefeated against the remaining playoff teams, like the te- the the teams they played that are still in the playoffs they beat in the season. I believe they said that. Um but yeah. Oh, it is Kyle on the undrop. Yeah, I realized that. One <laughs> I think I'm going to take yeah, the Bengals. Um, Titans fan. I'm going to agree with uh, Russell Wilson when he said it feels like there's really something special coming out of the of Cincinnati right now. Um, I don't know. Joe Burrow kind of looks unstoppable right now, and I don't know if the Titans defense can stop them. I think the Titans offense can keep them in the game, but I don't know. I, I know that they have a really good what front five front the, the tickle monsters right Kyle um but yeah they the Tennessee tickle monsters I'm pretty sure is what he sent us that thing that I they're called that. yeah I, I remember that now <laughs> but I hate it. Um, so yeah, yeah I don't know I I think that I I don't know I think I'm gonna ride with the Bengals and I think it's going to be a close one I am you know I feel like and I I am very much um very much partially to blame for this like I, I fall in this category of constantly just underestimating the titans I, i've said it multiple times on this podcast i have no clue how they're the one seed like i feel like i honestly just looked yeah. up and they were the one they seed. Were there. <laughs> like yeah like i don't i don't i don't think i've ever watched them play a good game of football this season no. or at least not one where i was like Wow, this is yeah. one of the best games i've seen this season that's that's a team that that's a man, one seed it's gonna make you know the road to the Lombardi has to travel through Tennessee. And that's something to be scared about. Like, no, I've, I've never felt that way watching them this season. Um, that being said, I can't say that I get a lot of Tennessee games living in Philly. And I know that a lot of what I watched was post Derrick Henry. And I think getting Derrick Henry back uh, is going to be big. I'm going to pick the Titans mainly because I'm, j- I, I, I don't know. I just feel like I am, yeah okay and so it was pointed out yes they beat the chiefs they beat the bills i don't know how mm-hmm. i didn't watch yeah. that game and feel like wow they really just beat up on that team like the chiefs were in a rut then and the bills had a really rough stretch of the season but both of those teams have rebounded back and they've looked like wow that is one of the best teams in the nfl this season i never felt that about the titans I think um, Bills was only a three-point difference. The Chiefs one was more. It was 27 to 3, but for Bills Titans, it was, it was 34 to 31. Yeah. So 
I'm going to go with the Titans. Um, I really, yes, the Chiefs only scored three points against them. Um, I really like the Bengals, but I also just think, I don't know. I I, I think that uh, What's-His-Face deserves head coach of the year. Coach of the year. Um, Who? Vrabel. Vrabel, yes. Um, Couldn't remember his name. I don't know why. (laughs) Uh, Oh, Mike. Yeah, that's that's my name. Uh, wait, it is Mike Vrabel. That is right? your name. <laughs> I am losing it today. It is yeah. Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel, I think, should probably be coach of the year because I don't know how they got to the one seed. Um, but uh yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Titans because I think that he's just gonna be able to out coach uh um you know, uh not a rookie, but a very young quarterback, a young team in general. I love the Bengals' future, but they are an extremely young team, and I think that can win sometimes against a team like the Raiders, but I think a more experienced playoff team like these Titans. I think they're just going to have an advantage. Um, yeah. I will say I loved Zach Taylor going into the bar in Cincinnati and giving Cincinnati the game ball. That was one of the coolest things I've ever seen a head coach do. You're going to have to send that to me because I didn't see that at all. I will. Yeah. He went into a couple bars in Cincinnati, and I I don't know if it was a couple. I saw one video, but the comments oh, said that, he went to a couple. They broke a 31-year uh yeah. off their drought yeah. I did. yeah yeah and um, you know they they he brought a ball in and was like you guys helped us with this win you know we have we have a great future we have something special here like let the give this game ball to, to the city of cincinnati you've waited long, long enough or something like that yeah and i guess you know if the Bengals lose i'm not even going to feel bad about it because i think their future is so bright it's i just incredible. You know, yeah. i think the titans are just a really good team and probably underestimated. Uh, but next up is probably the game of the week in my mind and probably a lot of people's minds and something that I wish we could kind of just permanently schedule for this week in January, every season for the next like 10. Uh, and that is the, uh, the bills and the chiefs um, two teams that a lot of people picked as favorites to win the AFC very early in the season, in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And I think as the season went on, they definitely both entered lulls of just not great football Patrick Mahomes look like, you know, oh, he's human. That's scary. Yeah. Uh, th- um, he might have thrown more interceptions and touchdowns for a stretch of the season. Oh, my God, it was so bad. Those interceptions were horrible interceptions, too. Like, was, Patrick it, Mahomes looking to try and, like, it looked like an imposter of Patrick Mahomes, like, trying to make those crazy plays, and they were always interceptions. You mean Zach Wilson? Yeah. You said, yeah, imposter of Patrick Mahomes. So, mm-hmm. um. And then the Bills were the same way where, you know, it just, you know, Josh Allen, it felt like he was doing everything he could, but they just couldn't get anything going on offense outside of him putting the team on his back. Their defense looked just bad for stretches of the season, um, no matter how much talent they had. And they both kind of found it toward the end of the season. And honestly, I mean, this this past week, I think they uh, the Bills for sure showed exactly uh, who they are. Um, they finally have found a running game. They've fi- I've said on this podcast before, I love Devin Singletary. Um, I'm glad that they've committed to him and just goodbye, Zach Moss. Uh, I like Devin Singletary a lot. They are giving him the ball and creating some type of running game to go along with Josh Allen commanding the game. Um, and the Chiefs have... J- I, I never had a doubt that the Chiefs would, you know, bounce back, and I don't think you did either. I don't think most people really had a doubt. Uh, they figured it out. Uh, toward the end of the season, Patrick Mahomes is playing like Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Terry Kill. They're all getting involved. You got Byron Pringle uh, with we a solid Hardman. game last week and a great chip. So, yeah, what do you think? Nicole Hardman. Yeah, I think uh, he exists. Key, I think a uh, key for success he here has been. Pick. Yeah. People always talk about J.J. Ortega Whiteside as a terrible second round pick. It's like you could have drafted DK Metcalf. What about Nicole Hardman? 
Yeah. I know. They won a Super Bowl since we didn't. Yeah. I think... Uh, block better. McCall Hardman or Jay... <laughs> I'm done. I think the big thing for me of why the Chiefs had success at the end of season is getting everybody involved. Like, right, they didn't just target Kelsey and um, and Hill. I think they kind of expanded their palette and by using all of these receivers and and getting uh, Edwards Alaire back. I think that was big for them because he was out for a bit. I'm still taking the Bills. I I can't doubt what I saw on that field uh, from Josh Allen last week. It looked like magic. I think the Bills defense is going to be just as good as they were last week. I think they are going to have success if they keep Patrick Mahomes kind of contained. The same same kind of game plan that the Rams had against Kyler Murray. It's basically the game plan for every mobile quarterback. But I I, I don't know. I can't doubt what I saw in Buffalo this past week. I, I don't think anybody should. I am taking the Bills. Yeah, I mean... I'm I'm gonna take the Bills too, because like I said, next couple of weeks I'm a Bills fan. Always been a causative Bills fan. Uh, I also hate Patrick Mahomes' brother. He kind of just yeah, seems like everybody a does piece of crap, um, and very annoying. Um, yeah. but yeah, I don't really have a lot of football reasons for picking the Bills. I'm gonna be honest. I think they're two really really good teams. I think that if they played seven times then one of the teams would be four and three and the other would be three and four. I just think they're yeah. two really well-coached teams, two very good teams with a lot of talent. And I don't know what the difference maker is going to be. Like, I feel like sometimes people are kind of afraid to say that in a really good matchup, but like football you can't is say coaching. Like their coaching is both top tier. Like, yeah. And football more so than I think any other sport is just, it is, it is the definition of any given Sunday for a reason. Yep. Like, if Patrick Mahomes wakes up with a headache, like maybe that's a yeah. difference, maybe difference maker. Maybe Devin Singletary um, can't feel his hand. I, like I don't know, it's yeah. stupid crap like that. Like that—that's all it takes sometimes. Um, you get a bad text from your girlfriend breaking up with you right before the game. Like maybe that's the difference maker for that second string safety that all of a sudden finds himself in the game and can't concentrate. I have no clue. I am making crap up, but like they are two so insanely talented teams that I'm just going to go with the bills because I think they deserve it. And I love them. Yeah. Um, and I think one last thing is that in Buffalo this past week, I think you can see why there has been such interest in all of the bills personnel for head coaching candidates and yeah. uh, as head coaching candidates and as GM candidates, because what they're doing there is working and, and even though, and you know what, both you you talked about Kansas City going through a drought. I mean, the Bills went through a little bit of a drought there. They did not look like themselves at all. Yep. I mean, they for a long time there. So I think this is probably one of my favorite, like you said, one of your favorite, but also one of my favorite matchups of the weeks because they really went through a lot of the same things this season. Yeah, and something that's also funny, where if if Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Bills, starts to have his own coaching tree, um, that's actually just going to be an extension of the Chiefs' head coach mm -hmm. coaching tree, Andy Reid, yep. because Sean McDermott coached under Andy Reid in uh, in Philly, um, so yeah. that's fun. Andy Reid. I was talking about this with uh, Jax actually um, last week before undrafted, where mm -hmm. Andy Reid has like a grand coaching tree, like a grand. He has like grandsons in his tree, maybe great grandsons. It's insane. Um, but regardless, uh, we have two matchups left, uh, both on the NFC side. I'm going to start with a game that is a rematch of the NFC championship from two years ago. Um, and that is the San Francisco 49ers, the sixth seed, playing the one seed Green Bay Packers in Green Bay, uh, coming off of a bye. 
Um, I'll let you start. What are you thinking about this matchup? Oh, I <laughs> this one's tough. I think the Packers coming off of bye is a scary thought, but something in my gut is telling me to take the Niners. Like, I don't know. I, I can't really describe it. I don't know. They they were another one who perfectly executed their game plan. Like everything they said they were going to do, they were going to do. They clearly, I said this in a tweet that they very clearly adapted their game plan to their opponent. And some coaches have a hard time with that, that they just kind of have a general baseline game line and uh, a game plan and that they just kind of adapt and tweak little things. The Niners completely changed their game plan. I think having Ayuk and Debo both doing incredible. I think Elijah Mitchell is is really great. I don't know. I, I think love Elijah Mitchell. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I really do think that the Niners have a chance to win this, and I I can't say it's anything much more than a gut feeling on this one. Like I wish I could. There are reasons that I have it, but this one for me, like this pick is like a just a big gut feeling yeah i'm i mean i'm I'm gonna go with the packers and the main reason being that you know speaking of coaching trees uh matt lafleur is from the kyle shanahan coaching tree that being the packers head coach and the niners head coach and one thing they have in common is they're both cowards um i swear the niners tried to lose last week uh go for it on fourth down like come on i i don't know how much you how much more you need to see in the nfl to know that that is the correct decision more than the 5% of the time that it feels like Kyle Shanahan actually goes for it on fourth down or tends to be aggressive. Like it has now cost him two Super Bowl rings Mm -hmm. by not being aggressive. And he hasn't learned his lesson. Uh, One is the offensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons um, back in against the Patriots, whenever that was Um, Jay Gruden. Oh yeah. I guess it is all part of the Jay Gruden coaching tree, isn't it? Um, But uh, regardless Kyle Shanahan is a coward and I think Matt LaFleur kind of is too, because I think that kind of cost them last year against the yeah. Buccaneers. I'm hoping that maybe one of them learns from it, but in the reality that they don't, I think that the Packers can get away with being cowards against the Niners because you have Aaron Rodgers, And I don't yeah. think that the Niners can get away with being cowards against Aaron Rodgers. And I think that's really what it comes down to for me is Aaron Rodgers greater than Jimmy Garoppolo. And I know that that hasn't always worked out well. Um, Obviously, the NFC Championship game from two years ago, um, you know, in the past three years, Jimmy Garoppolo has made it to more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers has. Um, But also Aaron Rodgers prefers to uh, lose in the NFC Championship and not in the second round. So I'm going to go with the Packers. I think Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are too good. I think A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones gives the Packers a way to match the physicality that the Niners have made their own, you know, forever, it seems yeah. under Kyle Shanahan. Um, and I think the Packers defense is probably better than some people give it credit for and better than it's looked at times this season due to injuries. Um, so I'm going to go with the Packers. Really, oh, sorry. I thought you were moving no, on go, to the next one. Cause I wanted to say really quick, I wanted to give just a really quick history. I'll go. There are games before this, but 2001 is the last time the Packers beat the Niners in postseason. The Niners won in the 2012 divisional round, the 2013 NFC wildcard, and the 2019 uh, NFC championship. Yep. 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 That is a, they've had some really, really good games, um, honestly, uh, which is 
always fun and why I'm excited for this game. And I think it's going to be a really good I'm one. I'm very excited. I think both um, NFC teams are games are probably going to be really fun. For Tell sure. Tell about the next one. Um, I felt like I had one more thing to say about the Packers. Oh, no, sorry. I remember. Well, it's fine. Um, I think the Packers <laughs> I didn't mean, are going to I didn't mean to interrupt you. I no, no, it. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so our last game is the uh, LA Rams and the reigning Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, it will be in Tampa Bay. Um, and Different from this... Lambo. Lambo's two degrees this on Saturday. Yeah, it's two not degrees shocking. and snowy. Yeah, I love the playoffs. No game. AJ Dillon is going like to like eighty degrees. AJ Dillon is going to feast. Um, dude is massive. His thighs are huge. Yeah. Um, I feel like if you don't like, if for some reason you're watching this and you don't really watch football, you're probably wondering why I just commented on AJ Dillon's thighs. But that's beside the point. Look it up. They are massive. Um, but the Rams are going to Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks, and they have the goat at quarterback Tom Brady. Uh, coming off of a win against the Eagles and the Rams coming off of a win against the uh, Cardinals. Uh, what are your thoughts? Mm, this one's really tough. I like, I know everything in history, like wants you to take the box. You know everything um, in history. You will. Yeah, basically. I'm sorry. I'm being um, a jerk. Basically. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Tom Brady is kind of undeniable in the playoffs. This one is something that I'm like really, really torn on. I don't really know my pick um, because I love the Rams and I'm kind of like Rams are my postseason team this this year um, because, you know, you don't you don't get to root for your own team in the playoffs if you're a Giants fan. So you don't get to do it I, very long if you're an Eagles fan. Yeah. So at least you got at least you got one day. Um yeah, this one is a, another matchup with some really great coaching and some absolute superstar casts. I I don't know. I feel like all my picks this week are going to be wrong, but I'm just going to I'm just going to go with the Rams. Yeah, I mean this is um interesting. This one's really tough. Like really I feel really like tough. If I'm Sean McVay, I circled this one on my calendar somehow months mm -hmm. ago because obviously we had no clue. Um, but this is his chance to kind of make up for Super Bowl 53, um, mm -hmm. also known as the most boring Super Bowl of all time. Ever. Um, yeah. Was it 13 to 3 or 10 to 3 was the final score? It was one of those. Well, which one was that? What, what Super Bowl? That was, was the that? 53. It was the Patriots versus the Rams. Uh, it was either 10 to 3 or 13 to 3. 13 to 3. Um, and there was not a single passing touchdown. Uh, after that game, the, uh, the the last passing touchdown was still Nick Foles uh, yeah. thrown in a Super Bowl. So uh, I was in I was in New England for that, and they everyone it, we had a Super Bowl party, and um, everybody got, was like going to go to Dick's to get the championship T-shirts right after the game. But like everyone was half asleep, like nobody even wanted to go because it was like this game was. <laughs> Horrible, horrible. I'm pretty sure, like, since elementary school, that is the only game I've watched less than half of. Yep. Like, it was on in the room, but I wasn't paying attention. It was yep. terrible. Anyway, um, Sean McVay got outclassed by the Patriots back in that game, and I'm sure that he wants his revenge on Tom Brady. Yep. Um, and it's hard to pick against Tom Brady, and I'm not going to do it. I'm going to pick the Bucks. I'm going to sure. pick Tom Brady. Um Mainly because I just don't see it with the Rams. I, I I think they got very lucky getting the Cardinals in their first round matchup. I know they put up a lot of points. Cam Akers looked awesome, and he was the only, 
to me, he was the main spark on that offense, um, with the exception of Cooper Cup, who obviously just had an incredible season. And you can expect that week in and week out. But I just I don't Even know. He was barely there this past week, Cooper Cup. Yeah, I just I, I'm, I'm not convinced that the Rams are the same team that they were when their offense just looked unstoppable early in the season. Um, I mean, there was a point in the season where we thought the Rams and the Cardinals were maybe the two best teams in the entire in the entire league. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the Rams just looked like they were operating a computer system on their offense. And it was just you press enter and it went um, and it was working. And I, I'm just not I, I don't know if I've seen that to the same extent. Um, obviously, again, they won against the Cardinals last week, and I don't think this is that. Todd Bowles is an incredible defensive coordinator. The Buccaneers are an incredible and experienced team. And I don't know. You're going to have Jalen Ramsey on um, on Mike Evans, of course. Yeah. Um, but I just don't I don't know if it matters all that much. Oh, Mike Evans we're getting playoff Lenny back. What was that? I didn't I didn't say that earlier, too. We're getting playoff Lenny back. We should be at least. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. So Ready I don't know. For I'm going to pick the Bucks. Um, I think because I kind of want to see uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers one more time in the yeah. NFC Championship. I think that would be the only reason I want to choose Tom Brady to win you the don't, game. I don't, but... I don't want to choose the Bucks. Yeah. I also don't really like Sean McVay, but that's beside the point. The um, next Sean McVay? No, I hate Sean McVay. I said the next. Oh, we we yes. always say that phrase on this uh, this podcast. Exactly. But... So do you know why? Do you know why I say that? Because they call everybody the next. Yeah, but McVay. Yeah, it's. I'll explain after the show. Okay. Was, no, I'll just explain now. In my home dynasty league, um, we couldn't think of a name, and that was around the time that Sean McVay was like he got hired, and then it was like, oh, is this guy the next McVay? So our uh, my home dynasty league is called the next McVay. Um, mm. So I like to reference it as much as possible yeah. because I hate I Sean McVay, it. and he shouldn't have been coach of the year. The year he was coach of the year should have gone to Doug yeah. Peterson because he beat him in the regular season, and then one of them lost in the first round of the playoffs. So it's beside the point. Um. Anyway, I think that brings us to the end of this show. We are a little yeah. over on time this week, um, but I think it was worth it. Yeah, I think it was. Um, why don't you tell people where they can find you? You can find me in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, but also on Twitter at mpduncan 75 um, You can find me here 8 p.m. on YouTube and Twitter, uh, The Undroppables Playbook, um, at, the Und- at The Undroppables on Twitter, and The Undroppables uh, on YouTube.com. Uh, we are live, and the next day on all your podcast streaming services, um, you just search The Undroppables Playbook. Uh, and then other than that, I am also the producer of The Undrafted Podcast, uh, hosted by Jax Falcone, um, at Dino Game Theory on Twitter. And yeah, how about you? You can find me mostly on Twitter at Ashley underscore Marie with two A's at the beginning of Ashley. Like you said, you could find me here live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you can find me on the Undroppables Discord channel, which you can get access to if you go to patreon.com slash the Undroppables. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit of everywhere. We have some great things coming up from this podcast for the Undroppables as a whole. I thank you all for supporting us. If you can, feel free to go to the Apple Podcasts, leave us a good review and a five-star rating. If not, just join us back here next week anyway. We still love you, we promise. But yeah, thanks for hanging out this week. I hope you have another fun week of playoff football. And I hope if you have your team still in the playoffs that they win.
Me too. Unless <laughs> you're um, a Chiefs fan because go Bills, but also go yeah. Birds. So we yeah. will see you next week. Bye.